0: Welcome to The Gentle Podcast, a space where you can take off the mask and be your full self. Here we have conversations to nourish your mind, body, and spirit on your journey home to you, the real you. I am your host, Rachel White, a coach, speaker, and author here to guide gentle souls just like you to expand in vitality and freedom while connecting to and expressing their higher most authentic self. Let's get into this episode. Hi everyone, we're here for another episode of the Gentle Podcast. I have a guest with me. Welcome, Lynn. Hello. And Lynn's here to talk to us about a topic I'm really interested in hearing more about and I'm sure so many people are as well around emotional and binge eating and how to change that and move through it. So let's dive straight in. Lynn, do you want to give a little bit of a background to what made you passionate about working with people around this topic of emotional eating and just your journey to get to this point in your life that you are now?
1: Perfect. Um, Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. By the way, this is my dharma is to help women overcome emotional eating and binge eating because it has been so secretive, and it's something that we've hidden for so long that people don't talk about it. And when they do, it's in comedy movies like *Bridget Jones' Diary* Diary and such. And so, I wanted to take that silliness out of it because there is a serious aspect to Mm -hmm. emotional and binge eating. And, um, I wouldn't say that I found this as my Dharma. It kind of came to me because of course, like every coach, it's where we've been. I struggled with it personally. And I always thought that the solution to it was going to be another diet. Like all I had to do was find the right diet and that was going to be the answer. But the truth is that diets don't work. And where emotional eating happens is in the brain because it's a brain-based habit. So there's a lot of things that are that we're probably going to unwrap here, but... I would say that it all, I came about all this and I became so passionate about it is because of my own personal journey and struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Sitting up late at night after my husband went to bed, eating Oreos and chips and salsa by myself in secret, in struggle mm-hmm. and knowing how that feels and the shame And the regret that's attached to it, it's just the normal progression because I started wanting to leave that. And now, and then I went through the whole self-development, self-discovery, and I figured out how to change it. And now I want to speed women through the process so that they don't have to take the years that I did to move through it.
0: Hmm. Beautiful introduction. So, I love that you refer to it as your Dharma. For anyone that's not familiar with that word, do you want to give a quick definition?
1: Well, so I believe that we're all cosmic beings. It mm-hmm. goes more, I, it's more than just spiritual. We're cosmic. We came from somewhere and we return to somewhere after we're finished with this physical body in this, in this lifetime. And I believe that we come in with, um, an objective that we're supposed to help people with. Mm -hmm. So I help them unpackage their pain around emotional eating, but it's so much more than that. When you start working with me, you understand, but it really is like, it's, I can't avoid it. It's what I came here to do And it really is like the strongest part of me is to do this. Mm. It brings me joy, but I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else.
0: Yeah. So it's like your purpose. Yeah. That's a
1: lot in my aligned purpose. Exactly.
0: Amazing. Mm. I love how you're explaining about um, your journey of looking for a diet or looking for a program or a set of rules or guidelines to follow. And then the, like the shame, failure, guilt, all those feelings that can come along with it. And I can personally really resonate to that. I spent years just like reading all these different books, all these different food philosophies, following different programs, and they just never, none of them felt quite right. But then there was this, I guess, like a bit of shame around these people are saying, just simply follow these steps. And you'll be cured you'll be healed you'll do all these things and when you when I couldn't stick to it or when it just didn't feel good or when it didn't get the results I wanted it was like why isn't this working and it was just a continued search outside of myself for like what is the one program like you you said as Mm -hmm. well um, but there isn't. There isn't someone else's rules that are, are going to work for us. So let's talk a little bit more about you said that. It all is in the brain. let's Let's dive into that. How does the brain work, and how does that link to right. our emotional and binge eating? So
1: let me explain first that a lot of women associate emotional eating. Um, with an addiction like we've so there's a lot to unpackage as far as like dieting culture has fed to us for so long that it's an addiction that we have to in order to get over it we have to do external things go on diets mm-hmm. in order to remedy the situation but the reality is that diets don't work and the people that are telling us that and have programmed us to believe this are the same people that are more worried about their $66 billion industry. And so the more that they tell us that that's the only solution, they're building their pockets, right? They're buffering their pockets. When the reality is, it really is a habit. It's not an addiction. And habits can change. And that should make you feel great. Like, oh my God. Okay. It's only a habit. It's a brain-based habit and we can change it. Now, when you're trying to approach a habit from logical brain, which is what you would be doing from a um, diet, which is your frontal lobe, you're saying, I should be able to do this. I'm strong enough. Why can't I do this? All I have to do is follow this plan. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what we're doing. That's external circumstances. All I have to do is follow this plan. But the reality is habits are formed formed in your reptilian brain and they're formed there to protect you. So they originated back when we were living in caves and running from tigers in order for us to keep ourselves safe. Now, even though most of us are not going to be eaten by a tiger When fear hits us, we have the same fight or flight reaction. Mm -hmm. Those reactions are habits, right? So I'm going to go a little deeper on this. Our heart, our feeling heart, not like our physical heart, but the one that feels, we experience things and that creates emotions in our heart right? And then they create ripples that affect ripples out into our brain and gives us brain responses, which happens in the reptilian brain. So it's like every woman, and there's millions of women, no one's alone. Almost everyone has suffered from emotional eating at some point, but you had a situation and you, everyone has it. And that situation hurt your heart. And it sent out these ripples, and you decided maybe one time you're gonna try some cookies and it made you feel better. And it started the habit. And so, whenever you would have that fear, I'm gonna be hurt, somebody's gonna leave me, I'm gonna endanger myself, anything like that. It sets off that reaction in your brain and says, Here, I wanna keep you safe, go eat. Right? Mm-hmm. So that we have to address. The emotional eating, where it is located, which is in the reptilian brain. So what that means is, is we need to reprogram it as a habit, not a, not go from the frontal lobe as practical, logical. It's part of who I we identify as.
0: Mm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit on um, habit versus addiction? So I know that it can feel like it's an addiction, overeating, binge eating, emotional eating. What's the, what's the point that it can become an addiction or do you think it never is? It's always just a programmed habit.
1: So I know this will trigger a lot of people and it will make them angry and want to argue. But truly, everything is habit. Mm-hmm. Everything. You have, you don't have, everything you do, you don't do is habit. And those habits create beliefs and through those beliefs, we form our identity, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're saying, I'm addicted to food, I'm addicted to food, or I'm a binge drinker, I'm a binge drinker. That was one of my things. I would binge drink. Mm -hmm. and I would binge eat if I was identifying as that that's just going to continue the behavior right so when you reprogram and you break that identity away from that behavior and form a new identity then you're no longer attached to that label as addiction yeah so I even like. And we won't go into it here, but I don't believe in addiction. Everything that we are is habit-based. Yeah. So therefore, by really going and undo like getting into those layers and going deep, then we can empower ourselves to overcome it. One problem I have with certain programs is that they want to keep people in that addiction mindset and identifying as an addict. Therefore, they never move out of it they're always in that struggle mindset instead of completely coming over it.
0: Yeah. And everything you just said comes back also to the language that we use and using language that is more empowering because sometimes when we use the word addiction, it kind of gives away a bit of our power. It's like, I'm addicted to it. I can't control that. Whereas if we identify something as a habit even though it might be a habit we feel a little stuck in at the moment, there is still like the language just feels like we can always change our habits.
1: Exactly. And I love that you say that because it's definitely something I teach in my program is that your language has every, your words have a vibration and they resonate. And if you're using higher vibe words, you're able to move into a higher consciousness and leave behind those identities.
0: Yes. So let's move into how to change our habits. How do we form a new habit? Is it that we need to form a new habit or can we just delete existing habits? How would, how would that process look?
1: Okay. So here's the deal with habits. It's like a road that's already established. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to blow up that road and it's going to be gone. So when you're establishing new habits you, you're going to want to eliminate the, the one that you don't want, the undesirable one, and you're going to want to lay a new habit down in a new place. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is if you are not consistent, if you don't have integrity, self-integrity, if you're not consistent and you're not committed to it, you're going to easily go down that former road and fall back into those habits. That's why people that are trying to diet, it's not working, right? Because you're trying to restrict yourself into something that doesn't align with who you are. Mm -hmm. And um, you're not trying to replace whatever it is that you want to change with some new habits or new things that you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So that changing the habits is a big ball of like, that's, I go that I offer that in my programs. It's a really, um, it's a structured thing. You have to I'd be able to have vision, identify it. You want to go deeper and really begin to know what truly what commitment is and what self integrity is and the meaning of words and that there are no good at, there's no good and bad and getting moving past self judgment and all this whole ball of wax. But there's one thing that you can easily do to begin this process. Mm -hmm. So it all comes back to our awareness. A lot of women always tell me, well, I only eat when I'm bored. Like I only emotionally eat when I'm bored. And my response to that is you're not bored. You're on autopilot. 95% of the population is walking around, not even aware of the thoughts that they're thinking. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, when you say you're bored, your brain's just on autopilot. So you're not even consciously aware of what your habits are at that point. You're just going to be moving along with them, right? You're just going to let them take over. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that one needs to do is really start listening to the thoughts that you're thinking and understand that your thoughts are an illusion. They're Mm -hmm. not real they're just thoughts but the reality is that you are the thinker of your thoughts therefore you have the ability to change the thoughts that you're thinking right yeah so detaching yourself from like you have to become aware yes i think thoughts and that's what controls my emotions right so your emotions control your thought or your Thoughts control your emotions and you can change your emotions. That's going to change the dynamic of your habit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How am I doing here?
0: Yeah. So it like, it just sounds so simple when it can take a little bit of work. It definitely takes commitment. Like you mentioned, yes. and it is a, it is a process to yes. frame those habits and to create new habits. So you said um, with the the road exists and you have to create a new habit that overwrites the existing one. Correct me mm-hmm. if I if I misinterpreted that. So would you say that an important piece is knowing the new habit that you want to create? For example, if just say the habit is um, every night at ten o'clock, you just go on autopilot and eat a cake or whatever, whatever it is. So that's the habit. What new habit would you program there to simply not eat the cake or how, what's the replacement? Right. So
1: the first thing is, is you have to become aware of who you are right now Mm -hmm. and who you want to become. Because ultimately that woman that you want to be is who you need to be now okay yeah. and when you're running on autopilot and a lot of women tend to eat at night that's when we normally emotionally eat right the thing is is there's a lot of elements that go into that it could be one when you are not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. you can easily fall back into old patterns because when you're tired, your your brain is not working at its full capacity and it wants to relax, right? It wants to shut off. So making sure that you're getting enough sleep is going to be crucial, right? To this, to changing this habit. So you might look at your sleeping habits, like instead of staying up until you know midnight, I'm gonna start going to bed at 10 o'clock. I'm gonna start making sure I get eight hours of sleep. That's a good solid habit to begin to change your emotional eating habit. Mm -hmm. Becoming aware of your thoughts is really big. So, but I'm going to give you a little tool right now that's going to help them gain momentum immediately. Like they can start utilizing this today and get momentum behind emotional eating. And it's going to switch the whole ball game for them. Mm -hmm. So, The first thing, let's say you're sitting in the middle of the night, you're not tired or you're tired, but you, you know, you'd forget that you're, and you start going to the refrigerator and you notice that you're going to the refrigerator at that moment. I want you to slow down or stop and realize what you're doing, where your emotions or mind is at. Mm -hmm. And then just begin to understand and don't self judge because the first thing, this is our trained inner critic voice. The first thing you're going to do is like, Oh, Lynn Louise, that's so stupid. Why are you even going to the refrigerator? Can't you control yourself? Like we go immediately into self critic, which another thing that I help women with is understanding that she's really there to protect you too. Right. She's trying to stop you from going into emotional eating, but, She just doesn't have the right voice. She needs to be a little kinder. So anyway, just recognize it without judgment and then immediately go to gratitude and start telling yourself things that you're thankful for. And, you know, don't be like, I don't need to emotional eat. All I need to do is come back to myself and start saying the things that I'm thankful for. Because gratitude is the fastest road to joy, right? So at first, it's going to be really hard. Like, it's really hard to think of things that you're really thankful and feel it, right? But it doesn't matter. Because I always tell women, when you're doing it, if you're if you can, if you're like at home and you can say it out loud, say it, say these things out loud. And it might start slowly with, I'm thankful for, you know, my pets or to have a roof over my head or the gas in my car. And just take like 30 seconds and just start listing them off. When we speak the words and literally hear our voice saying it, it creates more power and resonance within us to create joy Mm -hmm. because the words have vibrations and we're hearing ourselves say them. They're positive words, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to take you out of this slump of, I need to go satisfy myself into awareness and into gratitude and then into joy. And then the second thing that I'm almost sure, then the second thing um, I always tell women to tell themselves like emotional eating for me is a thing of the past. And it sounds, and it's going to take practice. Like this is consistency. So if it's chocolate, that is something that's like your weakness, like you binge eat chocolate, you're not going to be like chocolate for me is a thing of the past. Cause you probably, that would be really hard to start out with something a big like that. But you know, without beating yourself up when you come back to it, when you Meander off of that road and back onto the other one, right? This isn't mm. something that happens overnight, but you want to be consistent. Um, but just stating, like, it's a sugar for me is a thing of the past. You know, what I do now is I drink a lot of water. These yeah. nice affirmations, nice reminders.
0: Mm. Yeah, beautiful. All of that was just really simple things to do again in practice that can feel challenging especially because when it's a habit and sometimes when we go in that autopilot state and also with emotional eating like if you're in a really emotional state and the all the past evidence you've experienced is all you need to do is to eat and those emotions will dissolve or be suppressed or you no longer have to experience them it can take a level of discipline or a level of commitment to stop and to say things that you're grateful for. So that comes back to the, what commitment level are you prepared to take for this as well? And sometimes when we're in like an emotional state, it can feel like I just want to get rid of it. But if we're just willing to try new things, we can stop and have our gratitude practice and maybe you can just say to yourself, if this doesn't work, then I get to eat it. But if you really show up and commit for it, then it will bring you into joy. Right. And
1: we are always committed to something. It's just if you're committed to the thing you desire. Right. Mm -hmm. Another thing to do is if it's during the day or if you are in a really big emotional state and you are looking for comfort, being out in nature is just Mm -hmm. a wonderful way to get grounded. And, uh, you know, going for a walk, breathing, like getting the blood flowing, not, you know, you can sit and meditate, but get going into meditation in a state of angst or sadness is harder because your thoughts are racing. So going out into nature and just going for a walk and like trying to let the thoughts flow through you without attaching to any of them is a good remedy too.
0: Mm beautiful. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on or any other topics that you would like to bring up? So um
1: okay, so my focus is helping women overcome emotional eating. Mm-hmm. And I do that through an anti-diet and no fluff wh- approach. Mm-hmm. And I used to only do one-on-one. I am going to be launching a group program this year, but what I've done in the meantime is I put my heart and soul into a one-hour intensive, I call it cosmic coaching, because I'm the cosmic Valkyrie. Um, So I've put it together, and it's going to be packed full of like coaching that's going to get them to where they need to be, and really open up their mind and their clarity to what it takes to move out of dieting, to get out of that mindset, and move into a place of empowerment to really establish a road to overcoming emotional eating. Because I can get on my soapbox here, so watch out. Mm -hmm. Dieting has been in our culture for so long. I'm talking since the 1800s. So I believe that we come in to this body already predisposed from our mothers and their mothers of talking about having to change their diet, having to lose weight, going on these diets. It's kind of like it's in our DNA, right? If you were to think about, we know that mothers... Uh, the fetuses, expecting mothers, their fetuses can hear. They also can feel the emotions of a mother, right? Mm. And forever, since at least the 50s, we know that doctors and well-meaning caretakers have been telling mothers, you have to lose weight or you can't gain this kind of weight when you're pregnant or, you know, like shaming them for what their body is doing. Mm. And I think about, I want you to think about this that little fetus you in there and your mother experiencing shame about her own body and the process that she's going through to give birth to this most beautiful baby and she's releasing all these hormones while she's in it which are going to affect the baby so i believe that and then the, we get out and we're you know being held by this beautiful woman that's already criticizing herself because she has to lose that baby weight and then we begin to hear and see how she treats herself on the media, how women are looked at. We're not perfect. We need to, you know, go on this diet or we need to look that way. By the age of eight, us little individuals have already formed our identity and beliefs And so that those core identities when we're watching our mother are already instilled and the older we get, we just keep validating them over and over. So I don't want women to think that I'm going to do what Lynn says and I'm going to be done with it because it goes more than that. And that's really why I wanted to bring this one hour training. It's going to be really intensive, but it's going to shed some light on, stop beating yourself up, stop judging yourself because this goes further back than you.
0: Mm. Yes. How that's can, my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone that's interested in that hour training, how can they find it?
1: So it's on my website, which is the It's on the front page in big letters. It's stop mm. emotional eating. I call it C. And then um, you just go on there and re- uh, register. It's going to be on zoom. On the twenty-third of April, so we have some time, but it's going to be incredibly powerful. And I just really would, um, I really would encourage any woman that's struggling with this to hop on this training because it's just going to give them back their power. Because, like you said earlier in this uh, interview, when you view it as an addiction or when you're coming at it from a diet mentality, it takes away. Your ability, your self trust, your confidence, and you don't think you can do it. And in this training, I want to give all that back to you.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here with me, Lynn. I've really enjoyed this conversation, and I'm sure so many people listening are going to get so much value out of this. And if they're interested in your training, they can find it on your website. I will post all the links. all your social media links and your website and all that in the show notes for anyone that wants a direct link there and yeah just thank you thank you so much
1: it was a joy thank you very much
0: thank you so much for listening you can find me online at by rachel white or at the gentle podcast you can reach out to me anytime i would always love to hear from you have a beautiful day Namaste.